and welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. The Milkies Softies nursing pads are three pairs of soft, absorbent, and reusable nursing pads to protect against leaks. It's three layers, by the way, not three pairs. Three layers. <laughs> Uh, This week's uh, episode is also brought to you by Simple Wishes. Simple Wishes offers hands-free pumping and nursing bras featuring a patented dual-function nursing clasp. And we'll hear more from our sponsors in a little while. But uh, you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check our sponsor page and see all of our wonderful sponsors. And if you can give them any of your business, that would be awesome. They make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address and we'll send episodes straight to your inbox every Monday. And now Diane has our review of the week. I do. It comes from our email. It is from Stephanie Hudson. And she says, Abby and Diane, words can't describe how thankful I am for your team of knowledge. We have a team, Abby. Oh, We have a team. (laughs) Well, I, I don't know what a team constitutes. Maybe it is two people. Yeah, I guess it could be. Anyway, we got a little sidetrack here. So sorry about that, Stephanie. I'm a first time mom and I would have made, I would not have made it this far in my breastfeeding journey without you guys. My little girl, Charlie is seven months old now, and I will continue to go for as long as she wants to nurse. Any questions that I've had are answered in these episodes from alcohol intake to gassy babies. When people want to question me or tell me things that aren't, I know aren't true. I share the episode about it and tell them to shut the fuck up. I'm constantly telling people I know <laughs> about the podcast and how it is a lifesaver. Thank you for all your help and support to us new moms to get us through this crazy journey. I appreciate you both so much. Love Stephanie Hudson. First of all, I love the name Charlie for a girl. I almost named my daughter that. I love it. Love it. Top Gun. Um, yeah. Oh, is it really? That's Top the Gun? name of the lady in the, in Top Gun. Charlie. Oh, oh I didn't know that. I'm not a yeah. I didn't see Top Gun, so don't oh hate me. Oh my god! I've seen like bits Get and pieces. Out of here. I'm hanging out. <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces along the way. You know, like oh my god. the parts that matter. But that's whatever. Better. I don't have anything to say anymore. <laughs> but I am so glad that you found us. That you're, you know, you guys are going strong, and that you're telling people, look, that's not what, that's not what I learned. You know, don't don't give me bad information. And thank you. That's like all I got to say about it. Thank you so much for emailing and for, you know, sharing the love. We we appreciate it so much. So if you want to send us a review, we would love to have it. You can send it to badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com or you can put it on iTunes because that does help us quite a bit. Helps boost us and helps people find us. So you're helping everybody when you put it on iTunes. <laughs> and as far as us being a team so i had to laugh at that i'll I'll go back to this just for like a super second here but every once in a while we'll get people that like message us or you know usually it's like businesses or something and they'll be like you know can somebody from your team or you know like something like that And it's like what we have a team like it's us i know we are the team we are holding down the fort there's nobody else in our background except for our production. Person. We would love to have yeah. other people. <laughs> I don't have time to organize that. No. But uh, before we go on, let's I want to remind everybody that we are having two episodes a week in December and hopefully you heard our episode last Wednesday and if you didn't go back and listen to it and there will be episodes every Wednesday two times per week 
Monday and Wednesday for the month of December. Yeah. Good, good stuff too. Like really yes, good topic. Super good stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's, it'll be fun. We're just going to like end this year with a bang. So yeah. And if it works, we'll keep doing it. If it doesn't work, then we're not. Yeah. That's, that's, how, how we our, do. that's how our team operates. Yeah, exactly. That's how our team operates. So today, though, we're going to talk about what happens in a lactation consultation. Yeah, that's Which, interesting because I don't I think when I was uh, when I was nursing Jack and having all these problems, I didn't even know what a lactation consultant was. Mm-hmm. Maybe I did by that point because there was the lactation consultant did the birth class at the hospital. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and then was like not around or available when I had, when I had, when I actually had Jack. Super helpful. Yeah, that was good. And um, so I guess by that point I knew that there was a thing called a lactation consultant, but I didn't know anything about breastfeeding. Nobody does really. So yeah, I wouldn't know what would happen inside of one. I mean, eventually I saw a couple lactation consultants and then, you know, saw what happens. People all like you would think, okay, so Jack was, you know, that was 10 years ago. Um, You know, my kids were 20 years ago and, you know, I didn't know what happened with it either. I had no idea, but I still get people all the time that didn't know that lactation consulting was a a job, you know, like no idea that this was, was a thing. And really, why would you until you had kids, you know, unless you were somebody who is in the medical field anyway. But if you aren't, then this might be a total surprise that there is somebody to help you along your breastfeeding journey. Which is problematic. I mean, we don't even know that breasts are primarily for feeding children. You know, so you go into this not even knowing that this body part has this function. It's a whole body part with its own function. They make separate doctors for all your other body parts. Yeah. And then, you know, which comes to a lot of like women's health stuff is that it's just sort of like, oh, well. I don't know. See some woman doctor about that. I don't know. It's just, yeah. Which, and they don't know either. <laughs> it's not even like a chunk of medical school. It, no, it is not. Um, and I was like, so this is like, I'm kind of going on a tangent, but it just popped into my head about how much it's about to make your point. So we had family over over the weekend. It was Thanksgiving weekend, right? So um, my husband's kids were all over. And my stepdaughter, who is a nurse, She's an RN, oh dear. a BSN. And I mean, I'll give her, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. She's an oncology nurse, but did go through, like, it's not like you go to nursing school and say, okay, I'm only going to do this oncology thing. Like you have to go through all the, you know, obviously do all your clinicals and everything. And, and I remember when she did her clinicals and maternity and stuff, but we were, they were looking for ice cubes because our ice maker for our refrigerator is broken. And I was using my series chill ice thing. And um, I gave that to them to take ice cubes out of. And I said, that's actually for to store breast milk, you know, to freeze breast milk. But obviously, you know, I have ice cubes in mine. And my stepdaughter was like, why would you freeze breast milk? Like you can freeze breast milk. And I was like, yeah, freeze it. And then, you know, give it to the baby later on. And just like, while you were talking about this, and for me, like that is not anything at all to just like spit out that information because it's just like, you know, constant. But I'm just thinking about that now. Do you have children? No. Okay. Um, That's when you learn what body parts are for. Right. But she is, she did go through nursing school. Well, sure. So I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
She's an oncology nurse? Yeah. Isn't a large percentage of cancers breast cancer? Yeah, but she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't do that kind of cancer though. What? What do you mean you don't do that kind of cancer? Well, because there's certain right, like, uh, um, you get, you end up getting plugged into like certain areas of cancer. Gotcha. Yeah. So she wasn't, she wasn't breast cancer. She was like multiple myelomas and stuff like that. So, oh. which I don't even, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know enough about cancer to be able to, right. center, you know, but. Um, but the point was that she's, you know, she's a nurse, right. went through nursing school and didn't know that breast milk is something that you could freeze to give to a baby later on. But this is stuff. So lactation consults, like I have people all the time who call me for consults or who reach out or whatever. And there's like, what's involved in this? Mm-hmm. Like, what happens? What do we what should I plan on? What is going to what are we going to do? Um, or they'll say. Things like, you know, I'll tell them, okay, you know, we'll set up a date for them to come to my office and they'll say, this might sound silly, but do I bring the baby? Like people really don't know what to do or what is going to happen to them when they make an appointment for a lactation consult. So we should have done this episode like, God, four years ago, probably (laughs) (laughs) just to kind of like, you know, so if you're somebody who's been at a consult, then you kind of have an idea, but I'm sure everybody does it differently. Just like I'm sure when you had a consult, because you had a consult with um, at your home, right? When Exley was born. Um, no, it wasn't really at my house. I mean, like the midwives and the doula was here visiting. Didn't Nancy Morbacher come over? Well, Nancy Morbacher was coming over once in a while. We were friendly. Yeah. So actually for that particular intervention, I just called her. Okay. She was like, you're going to have your baby soon. Just call me if there's any issues. And so I called her and we did that over the phone. But I had also at the same time um, seen somebody in person. I'd gone to somebody in person. So she could kind of piggyback off of what I was telling her was happening there. Okay. Um, And I'll say the one, actually the person that I saw in person was not that helpful. Um. She actually hadn't been gaining weight and she was kind of like, nah, you know, it takes time. Nah, all the babies are different. Nah. <laughs> and, you know, Nancy's like, no, like they got, no, like you got you like, no, need <laughs> to be like gaining weight. Like, you know, you grow and such, you know, you have to grow. <laughs> you have to like grow and things. That's what you were like going to these appointments to see what's happening with their growth. And if they're mm-hmm. not growing, that's an indication of a problem. You know, and especially when they're super young, you know, where you're, where you're not kind of reaching those like where they maybe plateau a little or whatever. Um, so, yeah, different things happen in different consults. And and different lactation consultants have different levels of experience. I was just going to say that, too. Yeah, we all do things a little differently, for sure. Um, and then it's up. it's kind of up to you. But hopefully, like by listening to these podcasts and getting information and, you know, however you get your information, whether it be from podcasts or YouTube or reading blogs or whatever, um, you'll be able to know, okay, yeah, this person's saying, "Eh, the baby's waking, doesn't really matter. Like, you'll know that that's probably not the greatest. Yeah, feel free to also get a second opinion, you know? Yeah, I have people that do that all the The time. Same with like, you know, any other kind of doctor. You know, mm-hmm. you go, oh, I don't know. You know, I I want a second opinion. And people are usually pretty open. Like when I don't feel like 
you have to be secretive about getting a second second opinion, you know, and people are usually pretty open about it and say, well, I, you know, I saw this person or I went here or whatever, or I saw, you know, the lactation person in my doctor's office, or I'll usually ask them, you know, is there somebody in your pediatrician's office? Because I also don't want to duplicate what they already have been told. You know, I don't want to be like, they say, okay, for example, the latch is painful. I don't want to tell them all the same old things to do. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. what have we already covered? And let's go from there. You know, um, but when I see families, usually, or when I talk to them and set up an appointment with them, if I'm seeing them in person, I usually tell them exactly what we're going to do. You know, like expect, I'm going to want to see the baby feeding. I'm going to want to check the baby out, see what their suck is like, see what the feeding looks like. What is the baby doing when they're feeding? Check milk transfer. We're going to weigh the baby before and after the feeding. That way they at least know too, like, okay, I should not feed the baby before I bring them in or I tell Mm -hmm. them, you know, and that's kind of, that can be a hard balance, right? Like you can't say, okay, don't feed your baby for, you know, several (laughs) hours. Like I always try to tell them, try, you know, really try not to feed the baby if we can, you know, obviously it's, it's not a perfect you know, schedule with newborns, especially they're very erratic and you can't like, you know, you're not scheduling them. But I always say, if you have to feed them just like maybe just a little bit, kind of take the edge off. If they doze off, don't wake them back up, like whatever you can do just to kind of like get them in. Sometimes if you're bringing them to me, by the time you put them in the car and drive them in, like that's distracting enough that, yeah, you know, you can wait it out. But I definitely do want to see the baby feed. Even if it's only a partial feed, I can usually get a pretty good idea of what's going on. Well, yeah. And I remember, too, when I was seeing the woman in person, we were going over, like, how I was sitting. Yeah. You know, the position. Yep. She was like, sit back. And, and I, you know, do this with your shoulders and this and this. And-, and I usually say to people, too, especially, like, and this is, of course, depending on what the problem is. But yeah. if it's a latch issue or if it's a painful latch or, you know, something like that. I'll say, okay, show me what you do. Yeah. Because I don't want to be like, okay, do this, do this, do this, do this. Like that's, I'm not going to direct you into doing, you know, what I think you should be doing. Um, I'm going to, I want to see what you've been doing and let's see what's working and what's not working. Right. You know, I mean, if you are, and I kind of feel like, you know, there's certain positions that are very helpful for newborn babies. And we've talked a lot about that with positioning. And the like the positioning episode and how newborns need so much support. And, you know, sometimes like you have to do those little breast compressions, you know, to kind of keep them awake and keep them feeding and help them get more milk and things like that. But if your baby's doing fine without all that stuff, then mm-hmm. I'm not gonna make you switch what you're doing just to do that. You know what I mean? Unless like, you look uncomfortable and tense. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like you don't need to be doing that. Yeah. You don't I mean, need to be tensed. You don't need to be leaning over your baby with your shoulders up around your ears. Right. And like, I'll help you and show you yeah. what, you know, how to like make it better for sure. But I always usually say like, are you comfortable? Is this comfortable for you? How does this feel? And if they're like, this is great. Okay. Then we're not going to change it. But if you're like, this is uncomfortable or this is painful or this latch really hurts, then we're going to fix it. But I, I can't fix it unless I can really see what you're doing. And I think that's an important thing to remember because a lot of times people will call with the expectation that I can fix them over the phone. Yeah. Or in an email. Or in an email. We do, obviously, we do a lot of emails and messages and stuff. But like if it's a certain 
level of intervention, it just can't be done that way. You wouldn't email yeah. your doctor and be like, I have this like growth on my arm. I'm not sure if it's cancer. And they're just going to be like, well, here's what I think. Like, you're going to have to go yeah. to that office and see your doctor and answer a battery of questions. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, there's some times where it's like, okay, I can answer a couple basic things for yeah. you, but or like you might need to be you about what's normal and stuff like, you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But otherwise, you're, you know, you might, you might have to be seen. And I know sometimes people do try to avoid that, especially during COVID. Like, you don't want to go to all these appointments or, you might not want to leave your house or you might not want to pay for a consult. And we totally I get that. And I'll help you do as much as we can without that. But bottom line is sometimes you just have to be seen. And then I feel, I feel bad. Like there've been times where people will call me or text me or whatever for, you know, question after question. And then I'm finally like, all right, I need, I think you need to be seen. And I'll see them. And I'm like, I should have seen them two months ago. You know, like yeah. that kind of, then I, I feel like, I'm a shitty LC because I should have seen them a long time ago and I should have pushed for it. But I also don't want to invade on somebody else's comfort level. Yeah. Well, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that also it's just not, you know, lactation is not a, it's not a thing that we think of as being needed. Right. You know, we're like, well, we're, our doctor should be able to help us with this. Or my doctor already told me all these things. And so I don't want to pay for a second, you know, person who's going to tell me more stuff about this. But, you know, this is your breastfeeding relationship. This is not a little thing. It's right. not a small thing. It's not, it's also not, I mean, it should be free and it should be covered by insurance and all of those things, mm -hmm. which is a whole other problem and conversation. Um, but, you know, this is, you're making actually in the long run, a small investment into something that could last for years. Or yeah. you could get yourself into a situation where you don't know, you know, a hole you can't get out of. And you never saw anybody. And then now you don't have a breastfeeding relationship. Yeah. So should we take a break and then get oh into God. more details? Right. I know. These episodes go faster and faster. Every they time. do. Yes. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Leaking can be a constant struggle that parents deal with, especially in those early months. Leaking through your shirt is not another hassle you want to be dealing with. And those disposable nursing pads add up in cost and garbage and work about as well as the time I rolled up toilet paper and stuck a wad in my bra. The Milky's Softies, the Milky's Softies nursing pads are designed to keep you dry and comfortable. These pads are three layers, a natural fiber layer against your skin that wicks moisture away and is soft enough to wear even with sore nipples. Then an inner ultra-absorbent layer, and finally a microbe leak-resistant layer on the outside. The Milky Softy Nursing Pad is contoured to your body so that it doesn't feel, doesn't look or feel bulky in your bra. The box comes with three pairs of these reusable and machine washable nursing pads. Check out Milky Softy's nursing pads at fairhavenhealth.com. That's F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N health.com. And use code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Simple Wishes. Simple Wishes offers hands-free pumping and nursing bras featuring a patented dual-function nursing clasp to easily switch between nursing and pumping and buttery soft light-as-air fabrics for 24-hour comfort. Simply undo the lower clasp and slide your pump flange into the hidden pump support liner for a hands-free pumping experience. Undo the upper clasp for easy access for breastfeeding. 
Simple Wishes bras are smooth with no lumps that show under your shirt. The bras are designed to fit every shape of breast so that you don't need to feel uncomfortable while you are trying to pump or enjoy a nursing session with your baby. No one wants to waste their money on cheap products that don't last. Simple Wishes has you covered for your entire journey. You can check out every style of bra at simplewishes.com and use code BADASS30 for 30% off of your purchase. Uh, and today's uh, sponsors and the promo codes can be found in our show notes at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Um, also at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you'll find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane, which is what we're talking about. Yeah, that's what we're talking about today. One of the other things I think is really important that... um you get out of a lactation consultation is that you are able to tell your lactation consultant what your biggest concern is. You know, you want this lactation consultation based around you. You don't want it like, you know, cause one of the, one of the bigger complaints I get from people that are in the hospital. And of course, when you're in the hospital, that's not like a real, like, you know, I mean, that's kind of a lactation consultation, but not really. But a lot of times they'll give you a lot of teaching information, which is important but it might not be based on what you're dealing with at the time. So you want to, you want to be able to talk about what your biggest concern is, regardless of what anybody else thinks the problem, you know, like we want to be able to focus on what your, your concerns are. Mm -hmm. And if you get the, you know, if you go in for a latch problem, but your biggest concern is, but the baby feeds all the time and I'm not quite sure that that's that I have an, enough milk, but you know, like, so what's really going, like you want to have those conversations and get the education that you need to feel comfortable with what's happening. So make sure you give them all, you know, all, all the things like talk to them about everything that's going on. Um, if you are somebody that's looking to have a lactation consultation, this is really good information to take with you. That, so you can be like, okay, this is what I need from my lactation consultation. There's like how many times have we had people email us and we'll say, "Did you ha- did you get a a weight feeding done?" And people say, "No, nobody did a weight feed for me." Like that's or I a- asked for it and they wouldn't do it. Right, that happened recently. Uh, yeah, yes. they asked for a weight feeding and they said no. And I've heard people say how before, dare you? They told me no that that wouldn't that 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 would be too discouraging. Ugh. I've heard that before too. Like really? How about it? Maybe it's not discouraging. How like, about we need that information? Yeah. So, and what we do with the weight feeding, if you're not, if you don't know, is we weigh the baby before the feeding and after the feeding. Don't change a diaper in between, nothing like that. And that gives us, I mean, it's not an exact science, right? Because scales aren't perfect, but it does give us a little bit of an idea of what the baby is doing when they're feeding. So that is an important piece. Like, I can't, I feel like I can't do a good consultation without that. Like if I'm in person, obviously if we're on video, like that's something that we can't necessarily do. But if I'm in person with a baby and a mom, I, I feel like I can't really see what's happening unless I see that. Plus that feeding, that really shows me what the baby is doing when they're feeding. You know, that really does show me a lot by just watching the baby feed and seeing what the transfer was really helps me to determine what is happening with that mom and that baby based on what their complaint was when they came in too. 
So it is really an important piece. So you want to be able to have that. You want to be able to have somebody who's going to watch an entire feeding and see, regardless of how long that feeding takes, and see what is going on with with the feed. What is happening? Especially if it's a latch issue. You know, you don't want somebody to just be like, if you're like, I have really bad latch pain, you want a lactation consultant to be like, oh, well, you know, just try these things and that's it. We have to mm-hmm. see what's going on. Um, and kind of be prepared for that too, you know, because I've had a lot of people that would come in, like, especially at the pediatric office that weren't really prepared for that. And they were like, oh, I just fed the baby before we came in. It's like, okay, you know, and I'll do the, as, you know, the much as I can with them. But if you don't want to feed your baby in the office, and that's definitely up to you, but you're probably not going to get the full experience that your lactation consultant is going to need to see. You know, um, if you just have questions and you don't need them to see a feeding, then that's fine. If you just need, you know, some guidance on pumping or you need a little guidance on, you know, just some basic breastfeeding information, that's great. Bring a ton of questions. That's what they're there for. You know, that's what your lactation consultant is there for to answer all your questions for you. And to really help them. Like, have them write stuff down if you need to. Have them give you referrals to places if you need that. They can really help you with a lot of things. It's not just like, oh, okay, you know, my baby ate a couple times today. Is that fine? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, great. And then you leave. Like, there should, they can give you, we have a lot of information in our brains that can help you quite a bit on your journey. Yeah. I saw, when I saw, what was with Jack when I saw, a lactation consultant because I saw some with I saw more with Exley because I knew more. Yeah. But with Jack, I was just like on the internet, like, I don't know what's happening. You know, we were supplementing with formula because the hospital told me to, mm-hmm. you know, give him formula and then um give him, you know, however much in a bottle and then breastfeed. No, breastfeed for 20 minutes on each side and then give a bottle. And so I'm doing this like two times a night. I mean, you can't even sleep. Mm-mm. Because it's just like constant around the clock doing this. And I'm, I was Googling like what's going on, you know, why does my baby not want to breastfeed and why all these things. And um, so f- I finally called somebody. It was just like a La Leche League person who I'm still connected with. Um, she actually posted on Facebook like, I don't know, like a few months ago or maybe it was a couple of years now, her notes from our session. She was like, look at these notes I found. They're like from 10 years ago. Oh my gosh. From our consult our, over the phone. And I just got, I just called the La Leche League, you know, it, and I said, I don't, you know, we're doing all of this. Like I'm supplementing with formula. And they said like that it would be fine that my milk would come in and then I could stop the formula, but I don't know what to do. I don't have, you know, that's what they tell you, but then you don't mm-hmm. know how to do it. Right. And right. she, you know, she was like, it's okay. It's totally fine. Like, you know, this is a situation that a lot of people get in. You can absolutely, you know, wean off the formula. And, you know, she like talked me through it. And I mean, I ended up going to see, I think I went to a La Leche League meeting after that. Um, but, you know, I have was in this huge, huge, dark, deep hole. And when I actually spoke to her just over the phone about it, she put it into perspective. You know, it was just that be able to be like, no, this isn't a huge hole. Mm -hmm. This is a situation a lot of people end up in and this is what you can do. And I did. And within a matter of, I don't know, a few weeks, 
I was off of the formula and I was just exclusively breastfeeding Jack, which is what I wanted. It was very like, you know, you have these this in your you don't know. So in your mind, you don't know. And then you connect with somebody who does know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, you know, yep, we're here. We've, I've seen this a million times. And this is how you work through this. Yeah, we put it out a lot of fires. Difference. Yeah, we absolutely put out a lot of fires. And I do tell a lot of people that too. I'm like, you know, the same the same kind of idea. Okay, this is something that's common. This is what we see all the time. Um, you know, your baby's not broken. I promise. This is just a normal newborn behavior that nobody talks about. There is a lot that happens with these babies that you really aren't aware of until you have one. You know, it is just very, very, very common um, that you are seeing this when you leave the hospital, that there's a lot of supplementation. And then how do you get off it? Because they really don't tell you. You don't, They don't tell you how to get off it necessarily, or they don't tell you how much to supplement with. So sometimes I have parents that are like, well, I, I don't, I don't, I, they didn't really tell us what to do. So we're just kind of like doing trial and error kind of thing, which is really uncomfortable when you have a new baby to trial and error their feedings. But that's kind of what people are doing or they'll say, you know, oh yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Well, for how long? Like what's, what's the rule? I had a mom that came in actually to the to the pediatric office and um, it was her second baby, but this baby was born a few weeks early. And one of the issues when you have an early baby, and I think he was like 34 weeks or something, was um, or is can be body temperature, you know, that they, they they have a harder time keeping their body temperature where it needs to be. So when they finally discharged him from the hospital and sent them home and then she came in to see us, they told her, keep the baby in three layers at all times. And so she says to me, and the baby was doing great. And she's like, how long do I have to keep the baby in three layers? I'm like, I don't think you have to do that anymore. <laughs> she's like, they just told me to do it all the time. Like, is that what I should be doing? And I'm like, I really don't. Is your house warm? Like, it's, you know, like, what's the situation? She's like, yeah, you know, 68, 72. And I'm like, okay, that's perfect. I really don't think you need to keep your baby in three layers anymore. But they don't say stuff like that to you. They discharge you and they're like, okay, your baby's, you know, your baby lost 10%. Give them this formula. They're not latching well. Give them this formula and pump and go see your pediatrician. And then like, that's it. They don't necessarily mm-hmm. give you any guidance and you are stuck in that black hole trying to figure yeah. it out. Well, it's a com- hospital is a conveyor belt. I mean, they're just trying to get people in and out. They're crowded. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they have their regular just protocols and then they just get you in and out. You don't. it's not a great place to get information. No, it's not. It's not, which is why like having somebody, whether it's the number 12 Leche League leader or, you know, listening to a podcast and getting some information or being able to email somebody or having a lactation consultant that you already have set up prior to having your baby, which is the best thing to just kind of like, okay, I just want to have somebody where I can, you know, ask my questions and see them and make sure we're going on a, we're on a good path. Mm-hmm. That is invaluable to be able to do that you will just because you do and abby's great you know a great person to tell you this you will lose sleep over it right you will lose sleep over what is going on because you are like oh my gosh am i doing the right thing is the baby latching okay why am i so uncomfortable is this how it's supposed to be 
There's just yeah, I mean, and you do your babies do need help nursing. I mean, like they're brand new; they don't know what to do. So yeah. the fact that you don't know what to do either is a problem, you know. And so being able to know what to do, and you because because these little problems that keep you up at night and it's not going well and it's not working will lead to big problems that mm-hmm. interrupt your ability to continue breastfeeding. Absolutely, and any kind of problem, any kind of problem dealt with early can be solved. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you feel like, and we've said this in probably like every podcast, if you feel like you're not getting good information, then you're probably not getting good information. Yeah. You if know? you still don't know what to do, if you still don't know what's going on, then that was not a good, it's not, Yeah. You don't, then you don't, then you weren't given the help that you need. And, you know, definitely get the help that you need because that's really important. You, like we were saying earlier, this is a breastfeeding relationship. This is your relationship that we need to work at, that there are people to help you work at this. So there's a lot of dedication and involvement here. It's not just like, oh, okay, this isn't working. Let's just like kick it to the curb. If it's something that you want to build and to have with your baby, then y- you might need to like, you know, find the people that are giving you the good information. Unfortunately, we have to, we're stuck being the ones that are digging for this information, right? Like it's not being just handed to you. No. So you're, you end up kind of like looking for it on your own, which can be frustrating when you're tired and healing. Yeah. And, and I wish, I scared. wish hospitals and nurse, you know, doctor's offices and stuff would just have, you know, a list of lactation consultants in the area or the number to the local Leche League leaders, like, and just hand them out here. You're going to need this. If you're going to want to breastfeed, here's the people that you're going to want to connect with when you leave here. And this is a doctor's office. This is not a lactation consultant's office. Like you, you need to connect with one of these when you leave here, or we can't give you the specific help on this because we don't, we're not, that's not our specialty and just do that. But they refuse to do it. I mean, some places do it, but it's definitely not consistent. It is not consistent across the board. Um, Or you get people who will only sometimes, and I see this here where I am, where referrals are only given to certain places. So it's like, okay, what about giving all the options? You know, mm-hmm. you're supposed to, we're supposed to be offering parents all the options, not just like this is who I think you should see because it's affiliated with our hospital system. Mm. It should be all the options. And I know baby friendly hospitals are supposed to be handing that information out. They're supposed to be giving information on all the support systems, all the the support groups and the La Leche Leagues and the lactation consultants and uh, people that you can contact for help. Um sometimes I think it doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen. Right. Like it just discharge can be chaotic and you might not get that information. Pediatric offices, I don't think have it. I don't think a lot of them really know what is in their community unless somebody says, Hey, I'm in your community. Right. So that's, you know, another thing too. And then you need to have an office that believes in lactation consultations. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It believes that that is like, uh, you know, something that people need extra help with because some people are just like, nah, no, you just do this. It's fine. You just do that. It's cool. You're, you're good. You don't need that. Because I mean, it's just not like a completely, you know, recognized field. Right. Which is the problem with a lot of, you know, women's health 
things. Yeah, it is. It's definitely not just lactation. It's a lot of women's health for sure. Unfortunately. Well, thank you, Diane. And thanks for listening. I hope it was helpful. And if uh, anybody has any questions, let us know. But yeah, go on, get, get, go get yourself a lactation consultation. It's fun. Have a good time. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Bye.